Hi, welcome to this Business Leader Breakthroughs mini-sode, where we highlight the best bits of a previous show episode. If you enjoy these quick insights and want to check out the full episode, you'll find the link in the show notes, or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey look, we've got something a little bit controversial to discuss in the podcast this week, and that is that the vast majority of money spent on training is an absolute waste. That's the message that comes out of a study that I looked at and it says that about 200 billion US is spent on training in total, training in total, a Mm -hmm. year, 200 billion. Mm -hmm. And executives that they've surveyed reckon that they get a return on about 10% of that. Right. So that means that 180 billion is basically wasted. Most training is a waste of money mm. yeah that's and I, I think we've all uh, experienced some version of this personally yeah. talking to a guy yesterday and he was talking about his uh, his team of team leaders and supervisors mm-hmm. and he's given them technical training um you know given them training and they've gone off on courses and he said but you know the problem you know they apply maybe 10 percent of that for about 10 percent of the time mm-hmm. so things don't stick the fundamental problem is that the gap between learning and application is about as wide as the place where you do the learning from the place where you do the doing. So this gap between learning and doing is, is the fundamental source of all that waste of money. So in terms of a, a model is when people are looking at training, should they be considering a, a way a certain learning model works? You know, we kind of uh, uncovered this. It's been around for a while and it really kind of accelerated our understanding mm. of, of how to design our programs. And it was kind of transformed when we saw this piece, which was 10% of learning effectiveness comes from content. So that's the classroom. 20% comes from experiencing it, uh, exposing it, socializing yep. it. And then 70% is on the job. Mm-hmm. And that's the practice. And it, you know, it kind of stands to reason. Whereas the classroom stuff tends to be the other way around. The assumption is that 90% of the learning effectiveness actually happens in the classroom. Just doesn't, just doesn't. When you're thinking about training, you should look at that balance between, well, how much is content? How much is kind of exposed to groups? You know, one of the other interesting things they found is that actually most learning, even at university, is not classroom based. It is in fact, like at Harvard, uh, 60% of the learning actually comes from hanging out with other smart students. Absolutely. Not from the books and mm-hmm. not, from, not from the classroom. Mm-hmm. And the important bit is not how smart the other people are in the group. No. I mean, obviously it adds value, but mm. the important bit is the discussion and the socialization of That's those right. ideas. That's what right. did you think about that? What did you take out of it? What yeah. are you going to do differently? What yeah. are you going to practice going forward based on, on these things? And we know that for people to learn, they actually have to struggle with the application of it. It has to be a struggle and they have to undertake that struggle in applying the theory, the concept, to their reality. And that's how our brains absorb and learn. There's been a huge push, of course, in recent years for online learning, but actually what the study found is that online learning doesn't work that well either. And the reason for that, and we've seen this as well, is because there's no, uh, you know, if you're learning on your own, there's no kind of collaboration or exposure going on. Those online programs tend to be better for what's called technical skills, process skills, not for those soft skills around relationships, around communication, around managing others. Mm -hmm. They don't go well online. So what does that tell us about thinking about um, training of any kind, but in particular leadership development or management development? That it needs to be that the traditional classroom model 
um, doesn't, it tends to be too generic, it doesn't cater for those soft skills, and it's certainly too far away from the workplace. But again, the problem with the classroom base, the traditional classroom base, is that it's not accessible. And yeah. today people are expecting to be able to personalise yeah. their, um, their content, so they need to be able to see it on their devices in their mm. time. And it needs to be intensely practical yeah. that you can go away from here and immediately start practising those skills. And there's a whole lot of pieces, you know, I think um, online is very good around chunked content yes. because we learn in small wadges. So uh, we hear the term blended learning bandied around a lot. Yep, yep. What, what does it mean? Well, for us, blended learning is about that kind of 10, 20, 70 model and having content which is delivered in chunk-sized pieces that people can absorb in their own space and their own place. Mm -hmm. It is blended in the sense of they then they work in a collab group for a, you know an hour a month, and there they talk about the issues. It's facilitated by somebody outside, so they've got that accountability. Mm -hmm. There's a meeting schedule. They have to turn up, and they have to talk about what they've learned, the mm -hmm. exercises in there. So we're getting that kind of physical, online, and personal, and then they have to go and practice it. So the final bit of that, the blended, is that they practice their skills in their workplace. The other piece that we've been really, that kind of caught us by surprise, was the amount of blended learning or learning that goes on in the workplace itself, outside our structures. Yes. You know, managers are having conversations mm -hmm. with each other just as they see each other in the corridor or on the work floor, and they're having conversations about what they've learned and how they're applying it. So when we talk about the, the gap, the gap between where we're learning and where we're doing is nothing. Nothing. It's, yeah. it's immediate. The other thing we've seen is you've got to have leaders involved. Yeah, totally. So if, you know, in our example, if we're training a management team, the leader has got to participate in that learning experience as well. Because we know what happens if you, if you just send your team out to a training, to a workshop, mm. they go out, they kind of do it, it's very disconnected to the organisation. The leader's not involved, the Correct. leader can't reinforce the learning, um, they can't help with that skill development mm. once they come back in. Yeah. It's a big downside with both classroom and online, all other forms of learning that are not blended, uh, is that leader involvement. And we know that's probably, you know, it's one of the most powerful aspects mm. is a structured coaching session. Because if you, we, when we say to leaders, you know, are you happy with how much time you're spending coaching your people? Is it? It's never enough. It's never, never enough. Yeah. And one of the big challenges around the coaching piece is often leaders don't know how they should be coaching. So again, giving them a structure around, yeah. hey, this is the skill we focused on this month. Yeah. This is the template. Here yeah. are the core notes for you to go through. Let's let's yeah. now reflect on that and use that as our coaching framework. And again, you know, a marvelous example of blended learning because there's some content that they're having a conversation about. There's the application in the workplace right there. Again, gap between learning and doing, zero. Yep. Superb.